Welcome to the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series, where your host, Andy Jacob, interviews leading entrepreneurs, founders, and CEOs about their incredible companies and discusses their unique entrepreneurial journeys. If you're the CEO or founder of an exciting and exceptional company, the editorial team of Dotcom Magazine welcomes you to pitch your business story to appear on this exciting interview series by reaching out to Mr. Jacob at Dotcom Magazine at dotcommagazine.com. And without further ado, here is another amazing entrepreneurial story on the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. Hello, everybody. Andy Jacob here with the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. Wow, what a great show today. I'm so excited about this one. You know, we love, as everybody knows who watches the show, athletics. We love sports. We love athletic gear. We love athletic wear. I mean, I wear a baseball cap almost all the time. You never know it, of course, because I have to put my hair back for the show. But one thing that came across my desk was something that uh, is very, very interesting. It's a great cap. I mean, it's a great baseball cap. It's maybe one of the finest, well-made baseball caps available. It's a company uh, called Fury Athletics. And when I saw the cap, I said, wow, I need to get the CEO on the show. I mean, this is just a great-looking cap. I mean, he's got this great branding on the top. Everybody's talking about it. I mean, he's got athletic, you know, athletes wearing it and superstars wearing it and regular everyday people wearing his cap right now. His name is Mr. Jeff Medici, and he is the founder and CEO of Fury Athletics. I was so excited to have him on the show because everybody knows who watches the show. I love when entrepreneurs bring something to market that just resonates with people wearing it. Jeff, welcome to the dot-com magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. Andy, thanks so much for having me today. I'm, I'm really excited to be able to talk a little bit about our product and sort of how we got here. And I think the story is, is one that I think your, your viewers would, would love to actually hear. Yeah, it's great. It's a new product, but it's already resonating. You, you go on Instagram, you go on social, people are already wearing it around. Let's talk about it. How did this new brand come about and who does it really serve right now? Well, right now, I mean, it, it serves the, the athlete. And, you know, when I decided to start this company, I'm a real estate developer by trade, started my company about 10 years ago. And my latest real estate development, we wanted to do something really special out here in South Lake Texas. And, and for those of you who sort of follow high school football, college football, South Lake Texas is home to a number of, um, n- number of professional athletes that call this place home. And, and a lot of their kids and a lot of other uh, young athletes have come out of South Lake Carroll and done, done some pretty great things. I think we've got four different NFL quarterbacks uh, on, on rosters that came out of South Lake, Texas. The number one player in the country uh, is actually now at University of Texas, Quinn Ewers. He, he, he played here at South Lake Carroll. So the South Lake Carroll uh, community really rallies around the, the Dragons. The Dragon is our mascot. And I decided to build the world's largest stainless steel dragon, 40 feet wide, 28 and a half feet tall. And you can see a, a little sort of mock-up of it uh, right behind me. And it's actually just over, the, the real one is actually outside my office, uh, just, uh, just, just outside. So uh, we, we decided to do that. And while that, was sort of, that idea was sort of percolating, I said, you know what? We're going to have people that are going to come from miles away to see this beautiful piece of art. We have to we have to capitalize on that. 
So I started thinking about the things that I'm passionate about. And one of them is, is wearing hats. I've been wearing hat, a hat since I was very young, played a lot of competitive golf from the time that I was 10 years old, and then went into the Air Force as an Air Force intelligence officer. And of course, I'm required to bring a hat to work every, every day. And, and from that was sort of born this love for hats. But one of the challenges that I always had was, you know, when I went from baseball to golf to running, th there was never sort of, you know, a one size fits all. And, and you know, you, you go for a jog or a run, you have different needs and requirements than if you actually go out and, and play baseball. So I decided to start what I hope to believe will be the world's most recognized athletic headwear brand in the world. And to do that, I decided to enlist the help of a couple of friends of mine who were world-class athletes, Mark Knowles, who is one of the few guys who actually won all four tennis grand slams, Wimbledon, US Open, French Open, Australian Open in doubles. And then another buddy of mine, Brent Jones, who won three Super Bowls with San Francisco, because I knew that, you know, well, listen, I played as an amateur and, and most of us actually are amateurs. We don't, we don't make it to sort of that level. Um, there are a lot of athletes out there that want to sort of play with a hat that actually performs for them. So what, what better uh, people to enlist than, than those that actually have been there and done that at a world-class level? Yeah, it's so awesome. And of course, the dragon over your shoulder, you've got a big one outside. People are coming from all over to take a look at the dragon. Of course, how do you monetize that? How do you put people in the position to win? And of course, you're from Texas. I'm from Michigan. There's no reason why a guy who's a Texas uh, guy and a guy who's a University of Michigan fan can't get along, of course. So, you know, we love our sports. So let's talk about it a little bit, Jeffrey, because one thing that's really important is that you built this, this headwear. I'm going to call it a headwear. It's not just a cap, really. It's really designed for athletes, you know, who aim to push the limits of their potential. So let's talk about sort of what the idea was about this hat or this, this, this headwear, if you will, for athletes. And why does it work for athletes? Well, so one of the things that I, that I recognized was when, whenever I would put on actually a, a, a nice hat, I'd go to a golf course and, and, and I'd buy a hat there and, and it, looked, it looked pretty, but marrying both the sort of form and the function. Right. So from a form standpoint, we've done a lot of really sort of neat things. The, the big one is the unique X in the top of every hat. Right. So every hat that you get from Fury Athletics is going to have that X. And, and we did that deliberately because we wanted people to recognize a hat. I mean, how often do you go and see somebody wearing a hat that has the logo of the resort that they're in or the golf course that they're playing or their favorite sports team? And you have no idea what brand of hat it actually is. Well, with, with our X, even though it's sort of got the Clemson orange and purple, I'm a Clemson guy, um, you know, you, you, you replace the logo with a Clemson tiger paw, you still know from 360 degrees that it is, in fact, a Fury Athletics hat. Um, so that was sort of the, one of the first things that we, we decided on very early. But having the, the, the look really was important because even if, if you have something that's super functional, but it doesn't look good, nobody, don't, nobody wants to wear it. And similarly, there's a lot of stuff that we find that we wear that looks good, but you just get done at the end of the night and you just go, that didn't, that was itchy. It didn't feel right. You know, ladies uh, have this problem with shoes, right? Shoes look great, but within 30 minutes, they, they're like, can I, can I get into some flats, right? So, so we, we, we felt both of those sort of sides of the equation were both important. This is our golf hat. And you can see 
that we went to, to great lengths to make this unique. You see the perforation are a bunch of golf ball and golf tees, right? So nobody's doing that. With our tennis set, we have little golf, I mean, with, uh, little tennis rackets, right? So we wanted to make each hat unique from a form standpoint, but also functionally make sure that it works. So our running hat, you can see it doesn't have any sort of unique perforation in it, but it's made from an ultra lightweight, breathable fabric that you can throw this in the wash after you're done. And it still looks, I mean, this thing's been in the wash 30 times, right? And it still looks great. And uh, you can get rid of the, all those you know, sweat stains that, that, uh, that people hate so much just by throwing it in the wash. Wow. I love it so much. Of course, I wear hats all the time, baseball caps and, you know, workout caps. And, you know, I go for a walk or a jog or a run, or even if I just go into the city, I wear a baseball cap quite often, but sometimes they just don't fit right. And after you put them in the wash one time, they just don't look right. But what you're doing is really great because, you know, you've got this special design that you've been able to put together. And I have to tell you, I love that X marks the spot on the top. I mean, that really is an identifier Really, really awesome. Now, you mentioned the running hat. Now, you've got a hat for golf. You've got a hat for running. You've got a hat for, you know, um, maybe even playing volleyball on the beach. How are you thinking about the sort of the, the sports that you want to attack as, a, as an entrepreneur, as a business model? What sports are you approaching? You have somebody that's lifting weights with one of your caps. I mean, I love to, you know, work out with a cap on how many different sports are you covering right now, Jeffrey, with the hats? Well, right right now we have a sprinter that is is for the the person that wants to go out for a run. Something that's super high energy. You're you're demanding a lot of a lot of sweat. We have um, a, we call the tee it up, which is our golf hat. Um, so, it, it, it obviously, with my love of golf, I, I was really sort of instrumental in sort of thinking about what was important uh, to a golfer. I actually caddied on the PGA Tour for twenty different events. Uh, from my uncle who had his tour card uh, eight years back in the 80s and 90s. So I'm, I'm really familiar with sort of the golf side of things. Um, but again, enlisting the help of some of the other folks, whether it's tennis with Mark or whether it's, it's, it's football with Brent Jones, um, that, that was really important. We also have another hat we call the Hunter. This is for that, that outdoorsman, sort of more of like a trucker type, type, you know, type hat um, that, we, that we have. Uh, but yeah, we, we, every person that we meet says, well, do you have one for this, this sport? Do you have one for this sport? We'll get there, right? We'll get there. But uh, right now we're sort of focusing on some of those core sports, you know, football, baseball, uh, golf, tennis, running. And, and then we have our newest sort of addition, uh, which is what we call the, the hitter. And this is for high intensity interval. It's a very unique sort of hat. Sort of see it right here. Very, very different but um, it was actually a mistake. When we were in the design process, we, we wanted, uh, we, we had sort of tested maybe 10 or 12 different designs and the manufacturer that we used sent back this one hat that was sort of a blend of two of them. You can see it's a little, little uh, ripple there, but, but it's a blend of two different hats and it came back and we said, that's sort of weird. And we tested it out and everybody loved the hat. They just loved the unique design of it. So, uh, so we decided to add it to our lineup uh, for those folks that, uh, that want that sort of unique design. I love that hat. I mean, that looks so great. I could see myself wearing that when I'm doing my training as well. And so many people, you know, on television wearing the cap at the different events and the different competitions. 
I want to get a little geeky for a minute because sometimes hats don't fit right for some people. Sometimes somebody needs what's called a a deep fit, or sometimes people need something that's maybe a little bit lower profile. I know this is a little in the weeds, but I do love caps and hats. So maybe you could address that a little bit. Well, so another thing that we found was there were a lot of different hat brands out there that had sort of a small, medium and a large XL for different sort of the circumference of, of somebody's head. But, but one of the things we just heard continuously from, from both friends and folks that we just sort of reached out to for, for their advice and counsel was having a deeper option for those folks, not me, but there are plenty of them out there that have sort of a taller head. And, and we just heard that over and over and over again. So we just, you know, because what they were finding was, yeah, there, there are large XL hats out there, but they're just wide. They don't go up. Right. So, so they would fit around, but then it still sort of looked like a little beanie on top of their head. So what we did is we actually decided to have a, so this is, you can see um, the the silver uh, little icon there. That's, that's our deep fit option. And then of course we have the regular, which is sort of the black and, and that's, that's your standard fit. And it's been very well received from, from folks uh, in the marketplace. I love it. Jeffrey, of course, for the younger entrepreneurs watching the show, you know, they built this, hat based off of, of a mistake for, let's say, hit training or workout training. That that particular cap that Jeffrey showed also comes in black, I believe, with the white writing. I mean, that looks super cool as well. Really a great looking hat and a great looking cap to work out in. Jeffrey, let's talk about entrepreneurship because, you know, you've got a great background. You saw something after you built the giant dragon in your mind that you said, hey, let's do something that sort of resonates for the people coming out to to look at the giant dragon art. And then of course you, you sort of started thinking about sports and the, the context that you had. And you said, wow, you know, baseball caps haven't changed in a long time. Hats haven't changed in a long time. Let's do something spectacular, you know, in the hat industry, which is what you've been able to accomplish. When we think about the future of what you're doing, and we're thinking about where you're going with this, where does it go, Jeff? Where does Fury Athletics go from here? Is it always going to be a hat cap company, or do you think it will line extend out to other wear as well? Well, so I, I got my MBA back in, in the mid-2000s, and, and one of the things that was sort of drilled into us was both, you know, looking for opportunities where there's, where there's a, lot of, a lot of demand, but little supply. And what I have seen is in this, this sort of hat marketplace is that there are a lot of companies that are, are in this space, but it's not their primary focus, right? So you, you look at, at a Nike, is, is a Nike, are they a hat company? No, right? Is, is, is Under Armour a hat company? No, but they have 30, 40 different hats at any time when you go on, on, online uh, and you can see a bunch of different versions, but, but that's not their focus. And, and I, I think about, you know, go, uh, companies like Titleist, right? Titleist has a bunch of different golf hats and they put Titleist right across the top. Is Titleist a golf hat company? No, they're a golf ball company, right? Nike started as a basketball shoes and they just sort of evolved in, into their brand and throwing their logo on a million different things. I felt that it was important to, to the Fury Athletics brand to stay focused for as long as we possibly could. And we didn't want to be all things to all people. We wanted to specialize, at least early, right? I mean, at some point, of course, it's just the natural evolution. We'll, we'll start to branch out. But, but for now and, and for the, 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 the medium term, uh, we are going to be focused on building the best 
athletic headwear that we possibly can. If we get that right, then everything else will sort of follow uh, down the road. But I've never been one, even in my real estate career, when I decided, when I decided at 40 years old, and I'm 50 now, Andy, 50, I turned 50 just a few months ago. But when I started this company, in, in my, my real estate company at 40, I had no experience in real estate development. But I knew one thing. I knew that I loved Legos. It's the first Lego set that I ever built in 1978. And I remained passionate about Legos all the way up until the time I was 40. I'm a vice president at Fidelity Investments. And I go to my wife on December 28th, 2011. And I tell her, I want to quit my job. And she goes, what? I said, yeah, I want to quit my job. I said, you know, I'm looking at the sands in the, in, in, in the hourglass. And there's about the same number of grains of sand in the top as there are in the bottom. And I, and I feel like I've wasted a lot of those grains of sand that are in the bottom. And I am dead set determined not to waste any of those grains of sand in the top. So I think I, I thought to myself, what am I passionate about? Where do I want to spend those precious grains of sand when I'm away from my family from 8.30 to 5.30 during the day? And, and I just thought back to Legos. And I told my wife, I said, I, I want to become a real estate developer. And she goes, you, you are crazy. You can't replace the plunger in the toilet. Right. And I said, you know what? I'm going to figure it out, hire some smart people and, and set a vision in place. And one of the things that folks know about me is I'm, I'm a pit bull. I'm relentless at figuring out the, the issues and the problems. And, um, and, and we've turned it into a, a very successful development company. And, and we're now doing the same, you know, in, in uh, the sort of next evolution with, with Fury Athletics. So. I love it. I love it. What a great story for the entrepreneurs watching the show. Rewind what Jeffrey just said. I mean, he basically gave you a little mini Harvard MBA right there about how to get through, how to be an entrepreneur. I mean, this idea of the grains of sand is so powerful. I can see that being the name of your book when you write your book and your memoirs. I mean, I love it so much. That's fantastic. Must have sort of freaked out your wife a little bit, but here you are. And, uh, Lo and behold, it all worked out. I love it so much. It's a great entrepreneurial story. Really, really powerful. Jeffrey, when we think about, you know, going into the athletic business, I mean, of course, you know, everybody thinks about Nike and Adidas and, you know, uh, some of the other, you know, big brands that are out there. You know, how did you and your team get your mind around the fact that you wanted to build the best sort of, you know, uh, performance hat in the world, if you will, and how long did it take you to develop sort of the hat, the design, and before you put it out on the shelves to, to put it to market? Well, to put this in perspective, we launched the, the Dragon, unveiled the Dragon, and, uh, and launched the Fury Athletics brand on the same day, August 6th, 2021. I think my team wanted to kill me. Um, it was it was a lot because we were also building the the, the four story building adjacent to to the dragon and uh, all those things were sort of coalescing and coming together on on August sixth, twenty twenty one. I had come up with the idea to do the dragon exactly three years earlier, right? It, 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 the dragon was exceptionally complicated. We have three piers that are forty five feet deep into the ground. It's sixteen thousand eight hundred pounds. It's a complicated you know uh, endeavor. Uh, I would tell you that was easy compared to starting uh, an apparel or head a headwear brand. There are so many complexities that go into it. And then couple that with the fact that we were doing this while COVID was going. Right. So, so we, we ended up our first sort of lineup of hats. It took 
over a year and 15 versions for us to get to the final sort of initial lineup of hats that we were going to launch our brand with. Uh, and, and it was, it was, it was painful at times. Uh, we had a lot of laughter, a lot of, a lot of tears. Um, you know, you have to rely on so many, because we're, we're not, we're not um, constructing these hats ourselves, right? We're designing them here in, in Texas. And then we have a team uh, that is, that is actually constructing them and, and manufacturing them. And then with, again, with the complexities of, 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 of the supply chain and getting that product back over here, it was, it was just a challenge. And, you know, we went through sample after sample and I'm not going to show you our first samples, but we have them here in our archives. And at some point we will bring them out and show, show the world where we started to where, where we are today. And, and it's, it's really, it was, it was really hard. I mean, we, one of the things that we did with this hat is the X, I don't know if you, you can't really see it, but it's integrated into the design. It's not just sort of overlaid on most of our hats. It's integrated. So most hats are a six panel hat, right? Um, this hat's actually a 10 panel hat. And when we reached out to some of the best hat makers in the world to do this, it, the, the samples that we got back were just all over the place. I'm like, oh my God, is this, are we really asking them to do something that's just undoable? And, uh, and, 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 and I would even tell you we're probably about 95% of the way there. We're not a hundred because I'm very, very particular. Um, I think we're really, really, really close. I think people, it's, it's sort of like when you walk into somebody's house and they see all of the imperfections through the build, but, but, but you don't see any, you just see this beautiful house. That's, that's what people see. They see this gorgeous hat and they go, oh, it's great. Now, when I, when I pick it apart, there's a thread here that might be a little off. We, we aim to get that to perfection. And I think we will, we'll get there. Um, and, you know, I'm just, I'm looking forward to that day. I love it, Jeffrey. Of course, recently Nike sort of released their very first shoe that Nike put together. And, you know, it was a, you look at it, it was just like, how did Nike build this great business from this first shoe iteration that looks like it was made on somebody's kitchen table? So eventually you'll release some of the first hats that you put out, you know, to show the people where you came from. I love it so much. Now, what a great story. I want to get into entrepreneurship. I know you've only cut out a certain amount of time, but you built the giant dragon, the four-story building right next to it. Then you were building Fury Athletics during COVID with, you know, everything else going on. I mean, this is a great story. And of course, you're using the grains of, uh, grains of sand at the highest level right now. But let's get into entrepreneurship, Jeffrey, just a little bit before I you know, have to sign off. And I know you've only cut out a certain amount of time. Goodness knows what you have on tap. Maybe you're going to tell your wife you want to be a doctor next and you're going back to medical school. Who knows? That is definitely not. She's a dentist and I want no part of the medical field. For sure. <laughs> right. For sure. So let's, let's talk entrepreneurship. We have younger entrepreneurs watching the show. Now they're listening to you. I mean, they might be saying to themselves, did Jeffrey ever have a problem? Did he ever hit a roadblock? And we, we did talk about some of them already with building Fury Athletics. But for the younger entrepreneurs watching the show, maybe you can give some advice about what it takes to get through a roadblock as an entrepreneur. Yeah. So, so let, me, let me sort of start um, that, the, the answer to that question with, with a quote. And so, my, like I said, I, I, got my, I have my MBA, but I also at Clemson, I, I was a political science and, and history major. So a minor in history. And, and one of the things, one of my favorite quotes is from Winston Churchill. And Winston said, success is not final. Failure is not fatal. 
It's the courage to continue that counts. And it is one of my favorite quotes because you, if anybody thinks that they, they have a success, that that means they're done. And now every other thing that they do will be that same success is in for a rude awakening. And conversely, you know, that first failure that you have doesn't mean that you're going to fail every other time. So you just sort of stop doing. When I became a real estate developer, I failed a lot early. I made some not great decisions based on the limited sort of experience that I had, but we kept persevering. We kept plugging through. We had that vision. And that was the thing that sort of, that was the sort of driver for us. And, and the, 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 if I, if we didn't succeed, if I didn't succeed, it would be going back to sort of what I did before. And the thought of wasting those grains of sand, as I mentioned, was just, we, we were going to be a, a success. Now, were we going to experience failures along the way? Of course we were. But one of the guiding principles that I have that I share with the, the younger, that sort of next generation, a lot of the younger folks, I mean, we, the next youngest person in my organization is 15 years younger than right? And, and, and most of the folks are in their 20s. And one of the things that I tell them is when, when we come in and we meet with them for the first time, what are you passionate about? Because if we don't put you into a role that you're passionate about, you won't be here very long, right? So it, it's tough because I think this next generation, you know, there's, there's a, a thought that, that they want it all and they want it all right now. I don't know whether that's true. I'm not, I'm not making any sort of you know, generalized statements, but there is a feeling out there that this generation sort of wants it all now. And, and, and what I would tell those folks is, is it normally doesn't come all right now. You do have to work for it and you have to build up. But my experience has taught me that if you find what you're passionate about, the money will follow. It might not be there tomorrow, but the money will be there. And if you do something and you just sort of chase the money, and, and, and you're not passionate about it, the money will not be there because you won't have the passion, you won't have the drive. And I've been in jobs like that in my career. Um, not, not while I was in the Air Force, love my six years active duty, but there were a couple of jobs since, since, my, since I, I left the Air Force in 2000, where I just get up in the morning and I just dreaded going to work. And, and those are the jobs you just don't wanna be in for very long because you know, it can really demoralize you. Find the thing that you're passionate about, even if it's making a few pennies. But if you stick at it, I'm, I'm confident that those folks will, will, will succeed. I love it so much. Of course, everybody at Dotcom Magazine, thanks you for your service. We support all the veterans here at Dotcom and we love it. Well, listen, we're going to bring you back on the show. One thing that we didn't really touch on in a great way was your team, because I know you're so proud of your team. I mean, you talk about the team all the time. They're world-class and they're really passionate about bringing this to market. So congratulations on that as well. I, I will just say one thing about my team. My, you tell me they're world-class. They, they weren't world-class when they got here. The, and, and I'm not taking any credit for this, but it's creating an environment that allows these people to come in. No, none of the folks that are here, we hired them for their experience. We hired them for their attitude and their passion. And from that, they learned every, they, they've learned everything that they need. And I, I have the best team in the world and just can't say enough good things about it. I love it. Of course, we'll bring you back on the show because corporate culture starts at the top. I think we, there's a lot to unpack with you, Jeffrey, about that and the way in which that corporate culture works. 
that's going to be the thing that really separates you from the pack with this with this amazing cap. I mean, the next time I interview you, of course, I'm going to be wearing my CrossFit cap. I'm going to get the black one with the white writing with the X on top. I love it so much. I think I'm going to buy three of them. My wife's going to be tired of me wearing it. But Jeffrey, listen, thank you so much for coming on the dot-com magazine entrepreneur spotlight series today. This has been awesome. And I'm so happy I could get you on early in the journey. Cause I think in another year or two, I won't, won't even be able to book you in. So thank you. So let me tell you anytime you want to get together, I will make time for you. 